the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. go aren't there a lot of people in jail who haven't paid taxes yeah that that (laughs) argument has not gone real well i was gonna say tax court but um welcome to march madness right so this is this is the first week of march are you already um so good morning everyone uh if you're not familiar in March, a lot of times on this radio program, we start talking about March Madness. And, of course, Carrie, I'm not talking about the basketball. basketball. You're talking about tax time. Tax time. So for the month of March, we'll kind of be concentrating each week on a different aspect of it. And I think March Madness is getting off to a huge start this year, of course, because we had the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. That the tax return compliance that we're all working on right now right. for the 2018 tax year is the first year under the new law, and there's been some uh, <laughs> there's been some press about that, right? Mm-hmm. How effective? Uh, what do who really got the tax break? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of press about the complaint that uh, hey, my refund is smaller than last year, right? So that must be I it penalized me and. We'll talk a little bit about that. I call that the tax refund conspiracy. Okay. Um, and I think it's being perpetrated by the Democratic Socialists of America mm-hmm. and uh, and Democrats in general. And I think they're, uh, you know, it's just do you understand how the new tax law affects you? Because quite frankly, don't don't be concerned how it affects the rest of the world. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know, don't be concerned necessarily how it's affecting your neighbor. How is it affecting you? And I think that's what people are missing. You know, it's, it, you've got to sharpen your own elbows. You've got to figure out, um, you know, is, is this new tax law, is it helping me or hindering me? And also, by the way, I, if I, I, am I still looking for tax opportunities in a very complicated tax code? So why don't you get us started? All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information about issues that impact your financial life, whether you're working or already in your retirement years. And um, we're here every again Saturday morning. We're sponsored by the estate planning team. The estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm where what you think of as traditional financial planner numbers crunchers, what we do is build long-term realistic conservative plans, um, help that incorporate spending, inflation, um, growth rates, assets, and help people use the opportunities and avoid the traps, create the income they need later on as tax efficiently as possible, and what are, uh, you know, helping people what steps they should take in preparation for retirement and designing that um, distribution plan later in their later years and always looking at analysis and number crunching to figure out how to get the most net benefit. We're not investment advisors. We look at our clients' assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency, and most of our clients either work with an existing investment advisor or do the investments themselves, and we definitely work with um, our clients' existing investment advisors or we work with a network of investment advisors around the area that we also have referred people to in the past. And the estate planning team are also accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau, and we offer a free no obligation consultation so you can see how our process is different for the consultation. If you want to see examples or examples of how we look at planning, we have you fill out information, send it in ahead of time. So when we sit down with you, you're going to see a projection. You're going to see where you're headed. Are you underspending, overspending? You're going to see the long-term effective tax rate. And we're going to talk about effective tax rate on the show this month. Um, We're going to talk about if you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets. We're actually going to do analysis if you want how much money you get to spend if you follow minimum required distribution, how much is left for your heirs, and how much the government actually gets. Um, So the consultation is valuable. We only recommend our services if you can benefit. We have hourly and retainer options. You can take advantage of that by calling the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Also, If you go to our website, financialfoodforthought.com, we have our next planning class coming up on March 13th at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. Um, And it's for people who are already in retirement or people thinking about retirement and talking about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability and lots more. So you can go to financialfoodforthought.com or call 440-239-2090. And we'll be talking a little bit more. And uh, Carrie, I know you'll announce that again because March 13th, yes, people, we're in March. Mm -hmm. Um, February is always such a quick month. Um, Busy week last mm-hmm. week of February, right? Um, so you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And as we always say, we like to say, we do it one family, one plan at a time. And over those 34 years, we certainly have helped a lot of our clients navigate or find opportunities in a very complicated tax code, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the idea what's helping us do that, of course, are the uh, robots. You know, mm-hmm. the, the robots have advanced, you know, the, the financial planning modeling that we're doing today compared to what our parents had. Basically, Carrie, they had nothing. Right. <laughs> they had a calculator. Right. Right. So they had to kind of they were left with just those old rules of thumb. Right. And, Which were just a guideline, I guess. Because right. Because you didn't have these nice computer models that now. you could customize the models, it. right. And so and so if you come, uh, you know, that class that we're having, the retirement class, we talk about the old retirement rules that you may want to consider breaking. Um, we talk about the 4% rule. and Is that mm-hmm. broken? And we talk about the 50, 30, 20 uh, rule for, you know, saving for or, and building mm-hmm. for a retirement. And, and by the way, can, a, can the 50, 30, 20 rule save the 50-year-old who hasn't even started saving for a retirement yet? Mm-hmm. You know, so come to the class. We'll talk about that. All right. Very busy week, last week of February. Where do we start? Well, um, first of all, you know, another Democrat has thrown his hat into the POTUS 20. 20 ring. Okay. You didn't hear this, Gary? I might have. It depends who it is. Jay Inslee. No, right? I didn't hear that one. Does anyone you know, know who I, Jay is? He is the he is the governor of Washington, 68-year-old. Okay. okay. Um, I think he's the 14th. I, one. Think, I, I think there's 14 hats on the like, ring right who now. Who cares almost? And 14, I think, are in the ring right now. And, and whether or not you count, you know, Cherry DeVille. Well, I guess she, you know. She backed out. She backed out, so she's not in there. But, um. So we'll see. We'll see how long, you know, it takes for CNN to get a town hall now with uh, Jay, you know, because that's been typically what they've been doing. Right. Every time a a new Democrat announces uh, CNN quickly has a town hall to get them on the screen and talk about their politics. So I'm sure that's coming up this week. Uh, Check in with Don Lemon on that one. Will you care? All right. What else? Fourth quarter GDP. A lot of our clients were waiting for this number. Because um, we had the, you know, the the correction, whatever it was in right. the fourth quarter. And, you know, prior to that, the third quarter was very good. Remember, the right. third quarter of 18 GDP was um, over 3%, right? Right. And then, you know, I think it was, you know, about 3.4% for the third Which quarter. Which is great. And then, of course, we had whatever you call it happen in the fourth quarter. Blip. Correction. Uh, apparently, it was not the start of a recession, bull, or certainly not a recession, but a, a bear market. A bear market. Uh, you know, um, you know, because the market has also come back strongly in right. the first two months of 2019, right? But what people were waiting for, how did that affect the GDP? And certainly, it did. But GDP came in higher. The fourth quarter GDP came in higher than what the forecasters were uh, thinking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, the, the consensus was about 2.2%, certainly a slowdown from the previous quarter, and it actually came in at 2.6%. Okay. So, um, and, and so for the year, you know, for the entire year of 2018, then it was just shy, it was like 2.9%, just shy of what, you know, Trump was saying he'd get to. Mm-hmm. You know, the three, well, I think he even said higher, but I mean, everyone was wondering, hey, could we ever, will we ever see 3% GDP again? Well, we saw 2.9 with a fourth right. quarter uh, correction. So how did the market react on that day that that, that was announced, Gary? Not good. It goes down. So it what's up? It doesn't make sense. Um, so what is going on? Um, and, you know, was it just because it was such a busy news week that, you know, the market just doesn't know what to do? Um, you know, you, you, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we'll talk more about this year, about um, when do you think the next shoe is going to fall? 
Um, and maybe we'll talk about Plan R, right? We could, uh, I haven't done, we haven't talked about Plan R. No. Uh, we'll have to talk about that. In there but again, so March, though, we're going to be focusing on income taxes. Um, and so at the beginning of the show, you know, I was playing those cuts. And it, it's just the idea that a lot of people <laughs> believe that the income tax is unconstitutional. Right. We've okay. I've heard that for years. Um, and a lot of people um, – now, we can talk about tax protesters, Carrie. Right. Versus maybe tax resistors. Right. Okay. You so, can complain about it? You mean the protesters complain? Well, the tax protesters is someone who refuses to pay a tax claiming that the tax laws are unconstitutional. Okay. Or otherwise invalid. Okay. That's different from perhaps the maybe tax resistors. Those are ones who refuse to pay taxes as a protest against the government or its policies. Yeah, good luck with that. You know, or, you know, they have a moral opposition to taxation in general. Or, you know, not that they believe that the tax law itself is, in, is invalid. Right. It's just that for political reasons, they are not going to follow it. Okay. Um, we also can, you know, um, so, but back to the tax protesters, that's what I was playing at the beginning. Right. Are, and those were, and those cuts or those, you know, quotes or that you heard yeah. were from past IRS agents who, who they say have seen the light. Okay. Okay. And, you know, while they were in, uh, working for the IRS that, and this is a huge, I mean, you can, this is a conspiracy theory. You can find these on the internet right. all, all day long. But they're just saying that they're they've studied this and there's they've never found you know you know a a, uh, a cut and dry law in the Constitution that does this. Now it's mostly goes to the Sixteenth Amendment. Okay, so the Sixteenth Amendment, you know, which grants I'll, I'll read it here, right? which grants Congress the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. So that's, you know, that idea of that beginning, collect taxes on incomes, that's mm-hmm. a key word, right, from whatever source derived. That's another key word. But there's still a lot of people that says um, that whole 16th Amendment was invalid. Well, Ohio's got part of that conspiracy, Carrie, because apparently okay. there was something going on with Ohio. I'll have to talk more about this in a moment, but something with Ohio wasn't even ratified. It was, it was you know, that they hadn't ratified. So it's, there's been a lot. Now, people also use the First Amendment and say it's, it's, a, it's a, it, we're, it, they're forcing us against the First Amendment because I have to put my name and, and information down on a tax form. Oh, my so, gosh. Um, but. But like I said, it hasn't held up too well in court. I was going to say, no, there are jails full of people. So we courts, don't recommend yeah, that you do that, fine. that you don't pay your taxes based on your uh, protesting Pe- the 16th Amendment. People have had assets seized. Um, yeah. But we will talk about this in the upcoming weeks about how this may affect, for example, the Democratic Socialists who want to impose a wealth tax. And tax your assets, not your income. See, it, it, right. that's, it's an issue. But let's move on. So I thought they wanted to tax your assets and your income. Right. In that's general. my point. But, but say, they're saying yeah. now there may be a 16th Amendment right. argument because the 16th Amendment says income. income it right. doesn't say assets. Right. So, but, but then what is the estate tax? Is that certainly a tax of your assets? Correct. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, but you know, and, and see, one of the things I'm talking about this is because what we saw with the Democratic Socialists this week in the Cohen hearings and everything else, especially Sandy, right, where she was going after 
um, you know, she's making a case that we better get Trump's tax returns. Who cares? Because other than I know you get excited because you want to see these wealthy people's tax returns right. because they're using the opportunities that exist. Yeah. They uh, hire really smart people. Yeah, well, I wasn't too, that's why I wasn't too excited when Bernie Sanders announced on his t- CNN town hall that he would be releasing 10 years of his tax returns because in the same sense he said, well, it's pretty boring because, you know, you know who files his tax returns? No. His wife, Jane. Okay. They're not exactly hiring, you know, so I don't know if we're going to find any clues from them. Right. Um, but I, I'd love to see Trump's. I was going to say, anybody who has a lot of money hires really smart people to use. Well, that's my point. Don't we have a uh, a, a, a governmental body that watches for tax fraud? Right. So what is releasing Trump's tax return? So now Sandy is going to so say, AO, well. Yeah, which is AOC or whatever they have heard. And other people have other names for her. She doesn't even understand taxes. Well, what? Oh, you know, I don't. She's got that economics degree from Boston University. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and she's making a case. She's building a case that says maybe we better get Trump because that they have to find a way to impeach him. Right now. Right. Oh. Okay. So let's talk about tax avoidance, right? Right. Versus tax evasion. All right. Or tax fraud. Right. Okay. Um, now, tax avoidance is what we all should be doing. Okay. Right. It's the legal use of tax laws to reduce one's tax burden. I would guess most politicians use that. Most wealthy people use that. Right. Most people. I mean, we try uh, yeah. to get our clients to use the opportunities. Now, I don't know if Jane's using it, you know, for yeah. the Bernie Sanders, but I'm sure Trump is hiring people that use that. Uh, and he always hires smart people. Um, now, so when does it become tax evasion? Okay, well, um, you you know, one kind of that's the, you know, the amount of unreported income, which is the difference between the amount of income that should have been reported to the tax authorities and the actual amount reported. Okay, so that goes beyond tax avoidance or tax Mm -hmm. planning when you know what the right number should be, but you, you know, um, Deliberately put a different number down. Or omit it. Okay. So that is now going over the line and getting into tax evasion. And we could also, you know, now what about tax fraud? Well, that goes a little bit further. Maybe Mm -hmm. that it's the purposeful illegal attempt of a taxpayer to evade assessment or payment of a tax. Okay. Okay. And people go to jail for that, right? Right. Just Just ask Paul Manafort. Right. Who's probably going to he could be facing decades of imprisonment for his tax, uh, you know, returns mm-hmm. in the past. Right. Um, so so a lot of people think that if that this is going to become really the issue with Donald Trump and the, you know, the Democrats uh, push to try right. to get him out of office. All right. That they're going after tax returns. Okay. But my point is. Well, isn't the IRS doing that? Right. I mean, uh, that's the, and the IRS goes after wealthy people, I would think. Right. Um, now, okay. So, but, so the politicians say they have no faith in the IRS. But so what else happened this week? Okay. Well, also, um, you know, Fed Chairman Jay Powell was in. Now, he, his Senate hearing committee got kind of lost in the fog, right, of the Cohen. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was in, he was testifying all week in front of Congress, too. Okay. And and one of the interesting things that he said was that, um, you know, he does think that budget deficits 
or the debt matters. Okay, the $22 trillion debt matters. Right, and, it does. And, you know, uh, annual budget debits that are they're projected to approach $1 trillion a year, matter. starting in a couple of years, matter. I think so. But there's a big group out there, Carrie, who don't think it matters. Right. Okay, including the Democratic Socialists of America. Right. It doesn't matter. We just we just create money. You just take money. We'll okay. just take more money from in taxes. So you can see how this is all circling one or around another. So now they're also saying, well, you know what? Maybe we should just get rid of the Federal Reserve. Oh, okay. Okay. Because maybe we can do our do a better job with just our ability to affect taxation. So have you heard this, Carrie? No. This is, you know, somewhat, you know, termed the modern monetary theory. And the DSAs are all over this, okay. including Sandy. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a macroeconomic theory that describes the currency as a public monopoly and unemployment as the evidence that a currency monopolist, i.e. the Federal Reserve, is restricting the supply of financial assets needed to pay taxes and satisfy savings desires. Okay, so, um, you know, (laughs) that uh, now what Powell was saying in in front of the House Financial Service Committee is that he disagrees with the MMT suggestion that fiscal policy would handle the economy better than the Fed would. Okay, he just says that's just wrong. So they're saying just forget it. Just don't worry about being fiscally responsible. Here's the idea. Okay, that um, tax policy more effective at controlling inflation. So instead of asking the Fed to stabilize prices through tools like interest rates, MFT suggests that when prices get too high, Congress can just raise taxes. And if prices dip too low, Congress can just cut taxes. Okay, the concept of taxation as a tool, not of a funding mechanism, holds in, you know, folds into MMT's broader suggestion that the government is not constrained by its deficits. See, they're not worried about trillion dollar deficits. The government is not constrained by its deficits and can instead print money to fund fiscal stimulus programs. So the government should do whatever they want, can print whatever money because they're just going to take it from everybody else. So if it, I need more out of your pocket, I'm going to take more because I just need it. Right. That's how crap. that's why we, you know, we can finance the Green New Deal, which is ridiculous. OK, um, so it's not only getting yeah, rid of the farting cows, it's getting rid of the Federal Reserve. They're crazy. Now, all we're saying is make your vote count. All right. Um, I wonder if Boston University has an undergraduate degree in MMT. Oh, good. Good Lord. Anyway, um, regardless of what everyone else is doing about taxes, part of what we do um, in our long term plans at the estate planning is incorporate long term tax planning and understanding when people have opportunities where they can take money out um, that needed at a much lower tax rate. We talked about that and thank people for coming out to the IRA and Roth planning class. We appreciate the people that came out. We'll probably do another one on that topic in the spring. But a lot of times there are windows of opportunity on people on tax years, especially even windows right now where we have more favorable tax rates. Because if you think tax rates are going to go up in the future, you want to use opportunities. And it's understanding the tax wrappers and how different assets are taxed and how much you have in those different allocations. And, you know, Carrie, that's interesting because at the class, that was really what, you know, you know how for how long have we been doing the classes, Carrie? Oh 
gosh, 25 years. Yeah. Okay. More. So in every, in almost every class, you know, one of the questions I ask is I ask for a show of hands and say, how many of the participants here tonight believe that income tax rates are going to be going down in the future? Did nobody raise their hand? Nobody raised their hand. So you want to take advantage of that. And it, it's understanding about creating that future tax efficient income. Um, and, you know, those are things that we look at and we offer that free consultation. Actually, Vanguard or actually it was Vanguard did a, a joint with the Employee Benefit Research Institute and said, you know, Americans are overlooking this key part of retirement, which is fewer than 50 percent of people um, said they have any withdrawal plan for their retirement accounts. They don't know how much. No. They're just going to take it as they need it. And then what happens is if they take it as they need it, they could be missing opportunities. And what we talked about the class, you can take more money out. It doesn't mean, what if I don't need to spend it, but I could put it in another pot. I could put it in unqualified. Right. I could a put it in a free. rod. You know, take advantage. And each tax year stands alone. Right. So there's huge opportunities. And when I mentioned, take advantage of the free consultation we offer um, we sit down. We only um, with you go over your numbers. It's a chance for you to ask your talk about your questions, your concerns, and it's for people whether you're working or you're already in your retirement years. And you can call the estate planning team at four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero. 239-2090. You can also visit the website, financialfoodforthought.com. On the website, we have listed our March 13th planning class for retirees and people nearing retirement. We're going to talk about concerns that people have about inflation, rising health care costs, market volatility, uh, future tax increases and spending issues, and the retirement rules you should consider breaking and how they're misused, misunderstood, and so, and again, updates on tax law changes. It's free to attend. We have some great handouts. We do ask that you register ahead of time. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Right. And, and some of those rules, you know, it's not only whether you should consider breaking, but really maybe what we really talk about is how you need to customize the rule for your own circumstances. Mm -hmm. That is really the key. That's where what we mean by, you know, looking for opportunities in a complicated tax code. Um, but, yeah, so there's um, um, a lot of people, you know, think today that with a $22 trillion debt, right, mm -hmm. government debt, and annual budget deficits approaching $1 trillion a year in a couple of years, mostly driven by, obviously, the baby boomers who are every year, you know, 10,000 a day, right. you know, are now turning, well, the older ones are now turning 70, 71, Carrie. But that idea that it's it, that wave that they, you know, at 65, they go on Medicare, right? And right. either at uh, 66 or 67 or 70, they're going to start Social Security. And that's going to be a huge drain, you know, on the government coffers, Right. And, you know, it's so a lot of people think that well, there's only one solution that's going to solve all this and raise taxes. Um, and so, you know, what do you think? And the idea. Um, but, Carrie, you also said something, too, you know, about starting, you know, the, the tax season. Right. So what are we doing with our clients right now? So let's talk a little bit about that. So as again, through March, we're going to be focusing on the income tax, the March Madness season, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so what are we doing? What is the estate planning team doing with our clients right now? Well, one of the things is, so we've already gotten their net worths or working on getting their net worths updated, right? Because right? you want to know, you know, but, but now that we're getting to March, because now, Carrie, those 1099 R's are coming, right? Right. Now, again, if you're working and you only have W-2s, that's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward, right? Right. You know, because rarely have we found that W-2s are wrong, Right. Right. Now, sometimes you got to be careful uh, when you're looking, if you have multiple W-2s, meaning that you work for different employers and you're, you want to make sure you don't overpay your Social Security tax, you know, because the limit and maybe you reached the limit at the first company and then you started working for the second company and they, they didn't know you reached your limit in the first company. Right. So they, by law, have to start and you have to, you, you know, you have to make sure that you get that refund back when you file your tax return if you're in that boat. Right. But other than that, you know, the W-2s care. They're not wrong that often. Right. No. How about 1099 R's? Ah, uh, we have a few every year. Wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 1099R, R standing for retirement, that's if you are retired, and not necessarily retired, but anytime you're getting a pension mm-hmm. or you're taking money out of a tax-qualified plan mm-hmm. or an annuity, right? Okay, um, you're going to get a 1099R. And then that has a, there's a lot of boxes on that form, right, right. Karen? Um, and it matters what the custodian puts in those boxes. Right. And what we have found over the years is that they're wrong all the time. We've had ones where somebody did maybe 90% federal withholding or in 10% Ohio or vice versa, and it's been incorrect. Or, hey, I did Ohio withholdings, I checked my box, but when I got the 1099, Ohio withholdings was left blank. Um, we've had ones where clients, and sometimes that could be missed in the mail, where they didn't get a 1099 and they forgot to file it. So it's important for you to keep track right. of, which we do for our clients. We have a process to make sure that, hey, I'm expecting this many 1099s. This is what I get. And these are the correct amounts because every year we catch something. Sometimes it's not even. And also by doing this process, I've also caught where people have, um, you know, when they're inputting, if they're doing it on their own, um, that they've put like reverse the Ohio and federal on the turn return. Thankfully last year, the, the three cases that I caught that that were mistakes were mistakes in their favor. So they were right. able to find an amendment and either do credit carry forward or get a refund. Right. So the idea is that you want to review the 1099 R's before you, you know, whether you're, you know, using a tax professional to prepare your tax return or using one of the robots at home that, you know, <laughs> they're correct before you file the return and then realize, well, maybe they weren't correct. So what are we doing right now? So you mentioned the, the, what the some of the tricks, not tricks, one of the steps we use, and I call it the cheat sheet, right? Right. In other words, the idea is, you know, last year when we were planning our clients' cash flow needs, we we have a we have an, a, a blueprint, a schedule, a cash flow schedule that says, okay, we know what your planned expenses are. Now we have to plan where the income or cash flow is going to come from, right. including how much are we going to take out of these various retirement accounts? Because mm-hmm. you might have a list of them. 
If you're married, you may be taken out of each of yours. Right. And it's much easier if you have just a couple accounts, but we have find a lot of people have several. Yeah. And so what we do is we already have last year's cash flow schedule where we have detailed where, you know, how much are we taking out of the various custodians. Each one is going to issue a 1099 hour Mm -hmm. to our clients. So we have what we did actually requested. As well as not only the amount, but what withholding election Mm -hmm. we requested. Okay. So there's our cheat sheet. Right. So can we use it too? I want to step back is for our clients when we say, you know, you're supposed to get a net check of this or you're not going to get a check because 100% went to federal and Ohio withholding. And there's time where that's been done incorrectly in the beginning. So it's just following through in that process. Right. So, you know, and, and so, yeah, so that's the first uh, Don't assume they're going to do it right. Yeah, that's the first offense is w- when you um, when the check comes in the mail, make sure it agrees to your cheat sheet. Right. Okay. The second one now now we're saying okay, so now you're, you know the stuff's coming in the mail, right? And right. and do you think the mail's ever lost a ten ninety nine R before, Gary? Every year. All right. Um, you know, so do you think maybe the company just didn't send one out? Mm, I think so. That could uh, okay. happen. Um, so now the idea is as, this, as the, the important tax documents are arriving in your mailbox, all right, what you're doing is you're, you're just checking them off your cheat sheet mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I'm expecting one from ABC Company. Ah, here it is. Got and it. This, and this is what the gross distribution should be. This is what my federal distribution or federal withholding, right. and this is what my Ohio should be. So Right. So let's say on your cheat sheet you had five that you were expecting. Right. So now it's getting to the uh, March 15th, and guess what? You only have four. Hmm. So should you just go and drop it off at the uh, at the tax preparer and say, I'm done? No, you call the custodian and company and say, hey, I didn't get my 1099. Okay, well, we sent it. We did mail it out to you, Mrs. Smith. Okay, I missed it. Throw me a bone. Can you get me another one? All right. Um, now... So now, and as a matter of fact, a, a lot of our um, clients, tax preparers, Carrie, they depend on our cheat sheet. They, they call us up and say, hey, you know, Mark, Carrie, can you get us, you know, Mrs. Smith's cheat sheet? Right. And it makes the tax preparer's job a lot easier. See, that's coordination of advisors. Right. Because last year um, we had a, a client and she took in all of her information. Unfortunately, the tax preparer didn't catch it, but she brought in a form from last year. It was kind of cut off, so they couldn't see the tax year because they made a copy. So, because I was like, it, when we were reconciling it was off, they actually had a distribution with no withholdings that really was on last year's. Right. Because of, you know, people. So, yeah, can't. sometimes, you know, some it's a cop. I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, I'm not here to defend right. the simplicity, you know, fairness or logic right. of our tax code. Right. But um, there's a lot of money in tax deferred accounts right. and the government's trying to do their best to keep track of it. Mm-hmm. OK. So besides 1099 R's, there's also a form called a 5498. Right. And a 5498, which doesn't come at tax time. Okay, but may come later, but still may, may, you know, dependent may be in the window when you're doing taxes, especially if you're extending your tax return beyond April 15th. And sometimes the 5498s are more to report like whether you did a IRA contribution or Mm -hmm. a Roth Roth contribution through a conversion or something like that. And sometimes that gets mixed up in 1099s, which leads to problems. Right. Now, the other thing, too, is, um, you know, don't blame your robot. 
if you uh, input the 1099R wrong into the system. Right, because we've caught that every year where somebody right. is reversed or, you know what, they put the federal, I paid Ohio, we had a case last year, where I'm like, but they did with, what happened was they didn't input account for, they missed that Ohio state withholding when right. they input it, I think uh, the family member did the taxes, so they paid an Ohio um, payment that they didn't need to pay. Actually, they should have got a, a slight refund. Yeah. See, the robot may forget to ask you, you know, uh, Mr. Smith, did you uh, incorrectly input the 1099R information? Now, you know, and, and you might not want to go into tax court with the TurboTax defense. Right. You know, because uh, clients have, uh, you know, taxpayers have lost that bet. Right. You know, you you're walking into the tax court and saying, oh, it's TurboTax's fault. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, actually not, Mrs. Smith. You didn't input the 1099R correctly into TurboTax. Right. Um, that's not exactly TurboTax's fault. No. Okay. Um, so, you know, so it it's, it it's that type of coordination that, you know, so start by, you know, if you, and if you're saying, well, Mark, I don't have a cheat sheet. Well, two things. One, you can go back and recreate it. Mm-hmm. Or two, make sure you have one for 2019. Right. Okay. So if you haven't had that, if you haven't followed that practice in the past, now, if you're only, if you only have one 1099 a year. Should be easy. Should be easy. Um, the more you have, right. the more we suggest you get that cheat sheet. And Mark, I want to mention, as much as tax compliance and doing this is right, the real tax savings and the benefit is looking ahead at tax planning and really doing that cash flow you mentioned early. If, if we know for our clients how much cash flow they need in the next couple of years, I mean, we do that in our long-term plan. We can use those opportunities and look at those tax brackets and understand the different thresholds in the tax code. I know you talked about the tax limbo game on previous shows, so that you're pulling money out and putting it into a position, the cash, the the cash reserve, the emergency fund, or planning for those future expenses. Because maybe I'm going to need a new car. I don't want to finance it in 2020. Well, maybe in 2019 and 2020, I want to raise the cash. And looking at all those things um, and long-term planning, incorporating that planning with the long-term financial plan is what we do with the estate planning team. Take advantage of a free consultation or come out to our March 13th planning class. It's at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. For people who are already in retirement or who are thinking about and getting closer to retirement and really want to know um, some of the issues that you deal with, we're going to talk about the headlines as far as retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking, addressing those financial challenges, financial disruptors, Social Security, um, tax law changes, and, and the workbook that we have includes the tax, um, new tax law changes and, and understanding the brackets and the different thre- thresholds. And that's, again, March 13th at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Also, uh, since we're talking about tax planning, we'll be throughout the month of March. Or you can hear previous shows if you go to whkradio.com. We have previous podcasts. If you go to local podcasts on the top of the screen. Right. And so, you know, last month um, we were focusing on Encore Careers. And if I have time today, Carrie, I remember I've got a tax case that I wanted to talk about. Kind of combining, you know, tax avoidance versus tax evasion. Okay. (laughs) Versus tax fraud when it comes to. 
uh, Encore Careers. Um, so we'll try to get to that. Um, another thing right now, what we're doing with our clients is we are also, you know, trying to get an idea that, hey, could they still reduce the previous year's tax liability? So how do we do that? Well, again, you have until April 15th to make a tax-deductible IRA contribution if you qualify. Now, there's lots of rules about that. If you come to the class, you know, we have all the tables in the book. But basically, you know, the IRA contribution limits, um, you know, for 2018, right? You know, if you're under age 50, it's 5,500. If you're over age 50, you have the catch-up, an additional 1,000. So it's 6,500. If you ha- and and the spouse can do that too, so you can really go, you know thirteen thousand. Now that's going to be limited if either or both of you are working for an employer who provides you a four hundred one k or four hundred three b. But we have a lot of clients who don't have that, um, mm-hmm. and so they still have the ability to fund it, uh, a tax deductible IRA. Again, unless you're making too much, you know. And again, it's there's some income limitations here. Well, I'm not going to get in. To you know all all the the limitations today, but you know by the way for 2019 that's a 500 dollars increase. So in, for okay. 2019 the uh, the base IRA contribution limit is six thousand as opposed to the 5500, and it's still one thousand for the catch up. Um, now, um, the now it, and that's also but let's say you're not you know interested in funding tax deductible. IRAs, you're more interested because you believe that income tax rates are going up in the future and you're you're enjoying the lower tax brackets that we have right now. Right. So you're more interested in funding a Roth IRA mm-hmm. because you still have wages. It's the same limits, right? But right. now in that case, I will talk about when the phase out, when if you have too much income, you cannot fund Roth IRA contributions. All right. So um, for 2018, married jointly, that phase out begins at 189,000 and maxes mm-hmm. out at 199,000. For 2019, that's up a bit. The it starts at 193,000, about 4,000 higher. Okay. Um, but couldn't you do a Roth conversion? Well, well yeah, but let's that uh, okay. Well, yeah, we can talk about Roth okay. conversion, but let's just stay on the you know the the contribution. Yeah, because you can do it now. You, in other words, Carrie, you can't do a Roth conversion for last year now. Right. So I'm talking about no, things you can. Okay. Yeah. So You're I'm talking, talking about, about things you can do to impact the 2018 tax return. Yes, or you still, in other words, so the Roth IRA, even though it won't impact your, right. it, you could still fund your 2018 Roth IRA. Right. You still have it until won't April save you money 15th. On April 15th right. but, but it's still that's counts, when he, it's your it idea counts, of using every year. Right. As a it window. would still count for a 2018 contribution. Right. So you could do an 18 and 19. Right. You know. So if you're trying to if you're trying to um, you know build a hedge against what you may believe be a rising income tax rate in the future, mm-hmm. you may be saying, "Hey, how can I get some money into tax-free wrappers?" Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now. Um, so, so those are things. The other thing too, of course, is you could still ha- you have until April fifteenth to fund a health savings account. Okay. okay? Um, so, if you're in a high deductible health insurance plan, you have the opportunity to fund a health savings account. And we love health savings account, right? Because it's the best of both worlds. You get the tax deduction, like an IRA contribution when you put the money in. And also later on, when you take the money out for a qualified medical, it's pretty liberal. It comes out income tax free. Okay. It's the best of both worlds, right? The best of IRA tax deductible contributions and Roth IRA tax free distributions. 
Now, there's limits here again. So let's start with the 2018 limitations. Uh, so if you're single um, under age 55, the mo- the most you can contribute is 3450 If you're over 55, now m- remember, this is a 55 rule. Remember, for the catch-up for the IRA contributions, it's 50 Okay. Now, again, don't ask me to, I'm not here to defend the logic, simplicity, or fairness of our tax code. Okay. I'm just here to talk about the, the rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so um, so three thousand four fifty. If you're in a single plan, if you're over fifty five, an additional thousand or four thousand four fifty. If you're in the family plan under fifty five, it's six thousand nine hundred. And if you're over age fifty five, an additional thousand or seven thousand nine hundred. Now those amounts are up again in twenty nineteen. Okay, so you know in twenty nineteen they're up about um, well, not a great you know about. You know, for a single, it's up 50 bucks. So for the 2019, because a lot of people carry do this through payroll deduction. So, you know, if you're trying to max it out, make sure your payroll department in 2019 has has done the increase if that's your goal. So for 2019, for single, it's 3,500. Over 55, it's 4,500. If you're in the family plan for 2019, it's uh, 7,000. Or if you're over age 55, 8,000. Okay, And again, but what we're talking about is you still have until April 15th of 2019 to fund your 2018 HSA. So if you didn't max it out through your payroll deduction, you then, you know, you want to and you want to do that because you, you know, think it makes sense. And you want to contact your HSA custodian and talk to them about just setting them a check to to make up the difference. Now, you got to watch if your employer is kicking money in for you. That comes off your overall, you know, limitation. Right. Um, also, if you weren't in the high deductible plan for all 12 months of the previous year, you have to prorate your um, how much you, the, the limit on contributions. Okay. okay. So there's some things there. All right. Well, regardless, you want to, um, those are things we help people is take advantage of the oper- make sure opportunities and make sure they're not missing something that can really help their net benefit and their bottom line. And we've been helping people for more than 34 years in the greater Cle- Cleveland area through unbiased objective advice and analysis. We build custom plans. We build a believe in coordination of advisors and the estate planning team offers a free no obligation consultation. We also have the planning class come out on March 13th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights for retirees and people nearing retirement and focusing on issues that impact your lifestyle, long-term financial stability, and understanding the tax laws and understanding how important those thresholds are and using opportunities and what things you can do to be below those thresholds, especially you want to take advantage of since we're in more favorable tax brackets and understanding um, issues um, that really can impact the longevity of your plan. And you can call the estate planning team or, uh, for the consultation or register for our classes at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And so I talked a little bit about the, you know, carry this, this, Tax refund conspiracy, right? Oh my gosh! Um, all right. See, you mean that everybody's upset about all over? Yeah. Social so, media. Okay. So if you want, I'm. Can I spend two minutes on this? Because yes. this is driving me crazy. <laughs> all right. You don't compare whether or not the tax cuts and job act was beneficial to you by comparing your 2018 tax refund to your 2017 tax refund. By the way, come to class or come to a consultation. We'll tell you why you don't want it refunds anyways. Right. It's not the best idea, quite right. honestly. 
right? Um, now, it's not, and it's not. That's not what you want to be comparing. They're, you're looking at my 2017 refund versus my 2018 refund. Yeah, I every, got less. Right. I'm not getting money back. Right. So, so the conspiracy I'm saying <laughs> is that the Democratic Socialists are now saying that because refunds are smaller in 2018 than 2017, that proves that Trump's tax law was not beneficial. Wrong. All right. That's what I'm talking the conspiracy. <laughs> that, see, that's why you can't. This is crazy math. Okay, now, what you should be comparing is your actual tax. Now, by the way, that may confuse a lot of people because it's a completely different 1040. Right, and it, it's the line that says total tax. Right, so on twenty, so you want it, so on the 2017 tax return, that's line 63. Okay. On the 2018 1040, that'll be line 15. Okay. All right, so that's what you want to compare. But you, you might want to go one step further than that. Okay. Because that would only be in apples and apples if there was actually no difference in okay. incomes. Right. Okay. So you might want to go a little bit further than that and look at effective tax rates. Right. Okay. So, you know, because what was really my effective tax rate? Maybe okay. that that's what we talk a lot about. But I'm about. saying like the total tax, I guess, is when people who are working are all jumping arms because they got more money in the throughout the year because of changes yeah. to the W-4s. Um, the total tax is good comparison. You're saying to really say what's my effective tax rate, which is what the estate planning team looks at for our clients. Right. That's what we keep our eye on. Not only what your effective tax rate is this year, what's the plan for the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are you using the opportunities? Are you playing the tax limbo game? Are you aware how the required minimum distribution can trap you? Mm-hmm. Has anyone projected that out for you? You know, um, you know. Do you know what questions you want to be asking your CPAs? Okay. Um, now, so how do you do your effective tax rate? Well, there's a lot of disagreement in the professional world of how you calculate it. Okay. Now, everyone agrees that for the numerator, you use right. your actual tax. That either the you know, total tax, the total number. tax we were just referring to. Okay. But there's some disagreement on what you use in a denominator. Okay. So some people say um, you use total income. Okay. Okay. So if you're if you're trying to compare that, you would, so you would take your total tax mm-hmm. divided by your total income. Okay. And then whatever percentage that is, that's your effective tax rate. You're talking about your total gross income. Well, this is where let's okay. talk about you know this is where it gets confusing because what do you mean by total income? All right. right. Well, yes. you know, some people use if you, you look at 20, last year's because now you're comparing again your 27 tax return, 2017 right. tax return to your 2018 tax return, and it's completely different line items. Right. So if you're doing it over total income, it would be in 2017 that would be line 22, mm-hmm. and on the new 1040 form for 2018 it would be line six. Okay. Okay. Um, now. Some people think it's not your total income, it's your adjusted gross income. There's a little bit of difference there. Right, right? because some things aren't taxable. So if you're doing it that way, you would compare line 37 Uh of your 2017 return to line 7 of your 2018. Well, regardless how you're doing it, I would think you'd want to do total total income. Or adjusted gross income for either year. Well, uh, be consistent. Be consistent, exactly. Right. Run it always if you want. Right, run now, it all. I, by the way, I don't like to use, use either one of those. I was going to say, isn't it more the gross income? I like taxable income. 
Okay. After deductions, after Schedule A, you know, after everything, you know, because you just don't get those. Or perhaps you may still be getting right. those. After standard, a new higher standard deduction. Okay. So I like to use taxable income. Okay. Now, by the way, the robots aren't consistent on it either. I've seen tax software that runs it that you got to know what it's using. But now if you're doing taxable income, that you would compare on the 2017 tax return, line 43, versus the 2018 new 1040 postcard tax return, line 10. All right. Okay? So now, now here's the thing. But that might not be right because if you have different incomes, substantially different incomes from year to year, you're still not getting the true picture. Right. you got to go one step further. Now, this is what we were doing for our clients. So last year, we were proactive on this. What we were doing, once we got the 2018 software right. that we could run numbers on, we were dumping the 2017 numbers into the client's 2018 software Right. to say, okay, now I'm really comparing apples and apples. If right. everything was the same. Keeping everything equal under the 2017, the old tax law, now under the new, where am I coming out? Right. And now and now, now we switched over because now, see, we had to do it that way because we didn't have actually 2018 right. tax data. Now we do. Now we have the 1099s and the W-2s and everything. Mm-hmm. So now we're switching it. Now we're saying, okay, let's take 2018 actual numbers run it under the new law. Now, if you want for fun, let's run the 2018 numbers in the 2017 tax software and see what it would have been, right? Mm -hmm. If you really want to know, and before you complain to President Donald Trump, and before you believe the Democratic Socialists, that did the actual Tax Cuts and Jobs Act help you or didn't help you? All right. Well, come in for a free consultation or come out to our retirement planning class March 13th at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. March Madness is just beginning, Carrie. Stay tuned. Have a good week. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.